No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspy, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited, so visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. You know what really chaps my ass? Not being able to get into a show. Like... 
when the tickets go on sale online and then like 30 seconds later, all the tickets are gone. There is nothing more. Well, there's a lot of things that are more annoying than that. But that's one of the top 10 annoying things. Like a show you really wanted to get into and then scalpers got all the tickets. But cashertrade.org is disrupting the secondary ticket market. Some people have called them the Airbnb of tickets. Um, I guess that's because you can get tickets to shows after they've gone on sale and sold out because fans have bought them. They help real fans avoid scalping and purchase tickets for face value. Together, we're the change that industry needs so bad. Go to cashertrade.org forward slash Osiris and get 25% off a year of gold memberships. The gold membership comes with the option of receiving push and text notifications each time a ticket's posted that you're looking for, which is pretty cool. I mean, if you don't have the time to sit there on an app all day or on your computer just to get a text when your ticket goes on sale is pretty sweet. You can also reply immediately without delay and gain the renew feature to bump your post to the top of the list, increasing your post exposure when looking for hard to get tickets. Again, go to cash or trade.org forward slash Osiris, O-S-I-R and get the coupon code OSIRIS when you check out to get 25% off that gold membership. Go do it, guys. Get the tickets out of the hands of those scalpers and back into the hands of people like you and me that really want to go see the shows and are going to bring a good vibe and make things seem really cool and do that telepathic funk that we all do and all that cool shit. Yeah. Cashortrade.org forward slash OSIRIS to get 25% off that gold membership. Pretty sweet. Mel's already giggling. We haven't even really got on the road yet. I've been giggling all day. (laughs) Actually, no, I've been emotional all day. Hey now, No Simple Road family. Welcome back. We're on the porch. It's cold outside. Darwin's shaking his head. Birds are chirping. The ivy's green. And so are you. Are you green? And it's cold. It is chilly. It's snowing today. (laughs) Well... Sorta. It was snowing today. There was snow You're coming snowing down. Today. It snowed last night for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I posted that video of Darwin chasing the snow. He's crazy. He, he is, is crazy. What do we do? Am I, I'm supposed every... to supposed to talk now. We are talking. Yeah. Hi guys. Welcome back. Hey guys. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> so this week's interview is with Greyhounds, and when you search them on iTunes, search Greyhounds. Not the Greyhounds. Tell them the story, Apple. Okay, well, the... <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, well, He I, was searching the wrong Greyhounds. I was searching That's the all. Greyhounds, which they're also really good at what they do, but it's kind of like music from, like, a Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez film soundtrack. Really good, and I was listening to them for about the last month, on and off, here and there, and was like, okay. And Aaron and Melanie are both going. It's These like, guys are so soulful and great. It's, and it's like, like it's, it's like, like mariachi. The, the other one is like surf mariachi music. Yeah, rockabilly. And I was it's coming cool. home it's and I was music. like, dude, really you cool. got you got to listen to Greyhounds, man. They're awesome. It's kind of psychedelic and and funky and bluesy. And he was like, I don't know, man. I so, and I was like, dude, I've been listening to it like all week at work and I've been listening to for like the past month they're fucking awesome and he just had this look on his face like alright man I guess so whatever Aaron, you're into brother Aaron comes out here or was it two nights ago 
I'm, I'm sitting here after work relaxing and listening to the Greyhounds and Aaron comes out and goes what are you listening to and I was like the Greyhounds and he's like it's Greyhounds dude he's all no wonder so two days ago is when I really got turned on to these guys and this is kind of embarrassing Andrew and Anthony you're gonna listen to this and laugh but so the two, last two days especially last night I mean I listened to them for probably about eight to ten hours straight last so, night so you guys gotta understand Apple Apple has this like little ritual that yes, he does, he does so it's he'll so cute. he'll like thursday night is the like the pre-game show it's for pre, apple it's mini friday yeah so so you know it's thursday because apple's coming home with like mm, maybe a six-pack or a small <laughs> bottle of whiskey or a bottle of vodka and then but so, this week he did not do no that well he had a full had, bottle of vodka in the house night. that's why yeah, i was gonna i was gonna say the raspberry wild vodka wild roots vodka really wild roots. so yeah so and that's a non-sponsor. Just saying, we can get delicious. any money for that. And anyway, so last night it was funny, man. He he's like pouring drinks for himself, and he's starting to get a little rosy cheeked. He's looking more and more Santa Clausy as the night goes on, and it he gets really like. Apple is the most loving, emotional drunk you ever met in your whole life. And he's just like, these guys are fucking amazing, man. It was awesome to watch last night. So funny. So anyway, yeah, he was listening to the wrong music for the past two months. And uh, yeah, so that's who's on the show this week. And they're incredible. Super soulful, (laughs) cool guys. You guys are going to enjoy hearing their voices and their music and the interview, I think. So they started talking about being open to all kinds of um, viewpoints and music and all this and how you need to develop a thick skin. And so, uh oh, <laughs> well, I'm bringing it up because we always talk about our reviews. The right? elephant in the room. The elephant in the room. Well, you guys don't know about it because you haven't been living with us for the past week. But <laughs> Or have you? I've heard some noises but, in the basement. No, um... I Aaron came home from work one day and was a little muffled because muffled. Mu- well, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you were out of. Focus. She was like, why are you muffled? I also I noticed you were out muffed. of. Fo- you were out of focus <laughs> too. Muff. That's even worse. Then I would still be like, <laughs> and out of focus. <laughs> no way. I was muffed and muffled, guys. Miffed? Is miffed the word you're looking for? (laughs) We have lost Melanie. And she's gone. Melanie, where'd you go? Come back to us. The vein is standing out on her forehead. Oh, wow. Anyway. I, I don't. I'm not sure where she was going with the story, so I can't carry on. And I'm. Now I refuse like to la- hit pause. She's our, our laugh track now <laughs> oh in the back. Okay, right? give it a shot, Mel. Go. Uh, oh, because we got we got a <laughs> we got a less than perfect um, star review, five star review, and one of the things in the review said that. Um, our show was almost unlistenable due to Aaron and I's constant bickering, which 
I guess if you don't know us, or that, you don't, you're not well, in on no. the joke. It's hard to, yeah, it's hard to it's know silly, people. It's pure silliness. It's through, fun. like, like, okay, you guys. A lot of people have said that you feel like you know us, and you do know a huge part about us. But there's a whole other part that's like the daily, every day that only the people that live here every day know. So there's a certain way that we all communicate, and we're like, like, Aaron, like if you're listeners of the show, Aaron and I are 20 years deep deep into our relationship and so we have no a, we're not what I'm just, I'm <laughs> oh, we were doing the bickering thing right now i forgot oh. he caught me off guard anyway but like it takes a lot to run this beautiful life that we have and we have and to have forms no simple of, road too yeah and we have to have ways of bantering and playing with each other and like creating our own mini dramas and then coming to our own rescue like if there ain't no heat there ain't no spark. So a lot of the times when you guys hear stuff, you're hearing it and it's all honest. But me and Aaron also have backstory and we may have something going on that day that's a little fun and playful and flirty that no one knows about. And through the show, we'll say stuff. And then other times it's just like we've just had a long week and we just need to get stuff out. Or we have so many different emotions that you guys are hearing. So let's get that ugly feeling out of the way so that we can proceed and have a good time. Because yeah. I love to have fun. And that's always my like objective is to have as much fun at work at home follow the fun yeah so like if it's not fun and this week it wasn't fun like there was like i said that weird feeling in the house all week because aaron's feelings were hurt and then something else happened i'm a sensitive artist i know he is but i didn't want to not say it on the air because i thought it would be because it was about the show like if it well, was a personal matter like you know in mine and aaron's personal life there yeah, it would probably stay off the air but maybe. this is Maybe. But this is about the show show. Apple has... He's just over there brewing with something to say. No, I'm not. Well, you know no, what's I funny? I think we've is spent that... enough time on this. Oh, well, honestly, well and me, Apple's is... been hearing it all week, too, from from Aaron's side and then from our side. Then he's thinking about it. It's one person's opinion. You're either on the bus or not. You're not on the bus. You're going to get left at the bus stop. Okay, so we're interviewed Greyhounds this week. Yeah. It's, it's been funny, you know? <laughs> Spending too much energy on this. <laughs> I'm just... Um, Airing well, it so we can get it out. Like it's like the fart. Yeah, this is the it. fart. It's been aired. Yeah, done. Been aired. All right. So state, are you are you feeling on. better, baby? I feel. I felt better. Twenty uh, minutes after. Oh my god, Apple. Is that yeah, true? Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I start. Guys. Well, you know, I'm gonna say this. This will be the end of it. <laughs> I start every show saying, "Hey, now, no simple road family," and that's not bullshit. You guys are our family. And we are creating this little tribe, and that's not so little well, Uncle anymore. Uncle Timmy doesn't like it. Well, good. So, yeah. yeah, that's it. I mean that, and yeah, that's it. I love you guys. Look, that's that's it. That's Aaron all. gets the last word. That's we're it. all done. Done. Look, we're gonna kiss and seal the deal. Mm-hmm. See, stop it. That's so Don't fake. Don't touch me. That's so fake. <laughs> that was for the cameras. <laughs> Stop the bickering, Apple. Yeah, okay, so... What? No, okay, so this week we interviewed these two rad cats from... <laughs> from Greyhounds. Yes. Greyhounds. So there is no musical genre box you can put these guys in. 
And they even said that himself. He was, well, I'm not going to repeat what he said because you guys are about to hear it. But yeah, you wouldn't say these guys are a psychedelic band or these guys are a blues band or these guys are a jam band or these guys are blah, blah, whatever. They take it's their influences from everything around life. them. From life, exactly. And they are super open-minded and their musical um, style's open. And you guys are going to hear a really cool interview about interview. Inter interview. That's what few. happens when you do an interview in a few. In an interview. <laughs> yep. You're gonna hear the interview. So, but before you get to the inter- interview, we have to do business. You, you, and us, and we, and I, and them have to do business. So, follow us on Instagram at nosimpleroad.com and also on YouTube. Please smash that like and subscribe <laughs> button on YouTube. Um, uh, Ryder is putting the episodes up on YouTube, and I know there's one up there that's Mark Duncan Trussell, and it's somebody else, and we'll get that fixed. I forgot to tell him about it, and I just remembered, and you guys are hearing it here first. Um, and then also at nosimpleroad.com, if you click on the family up in the menu, uh, <laughs> that's where you can sign up for the newsletter. And I'm, like I said before, I don't blow up your guys' inbox with stuff. It's, you know, if we're going to put something out, you'll hear it there first, like shirts or stickers or something like that. And um, I don't know. I run stuff by you guys. It's kind of like the inner circle of the greater outer circle. And uh, yeah. And then also there on when you click that tab, the family at nosimpleroad.com is our Google Voice phone number. So you can leave show ideas. You can leave a voicemail there with a trip report or if you just want to tell us something. Um, that's where you can get in touch with the show. Um, also there at uh, nosimpleroad.com at the bottom of the page in the footer is the Amazon link. And if you click through that link and go to Amazon and buy bazooka bubble gum or a fire pit or a dog toy or, I don't know, whatever, beard oil, a hairbrush, reading glasses, lawn gnomes. a lawn gnome, what else? Like Apple? Tennis ball. An astronaut outfit. Crab cracker. Water biscuits. Yeah. Oh, any of those I got things. off on a tangent. I'm sorry. Um, if you buy anything on there, well, mostly anything, then they will give us a small portion of what you spend, and it's a way for you to support the show without. I you didn't want to I, I'm still doing it. it. That's that's all I have to say about that. And then, guess what, guys? Guess what? what? Say what? 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 We still have shirts left. What? Yeah, we have a few left. There's there's still larges left. I think there's one medium left. There's some smalls. And there's some XLs. No more mediums. I'm. Oh, okay. Take that back. So there's still some there's sizes some left. If you want shirts with the cool hand logo on it, go to nosimpleroad.com. Click on the merch tab. You can get stickers there. You can get the shirts there. And yeah, that's a cool thing that you can do. And then last but not least, really, really not least, is Patreon. So <laughs> patreon.com forward slash nosimpleroad. Apple likes to drink while I'm talking. Sorry, and and I just crunch. Why don't you crunch your eyes? Here, do it and do it and do it's it. It's not in the cold mic. enough. Come out on, here. man. There you go. Patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. Um, Patreon is a way for you guys to support the show, and 
it's how we're doing our thing. It's how we pay for our hosting. It's how we got the shirts made. It's how we got stickers made. It's how we keep the train rolling down the tracks. Uh, there's different tiers that you can give on Patreon. You can give as little as a dollar and as much as you want. Um, and and um, there's other ways to do it, too, because um, Zachary, little sweetheart, um, gave us a single donation through PayPal. And he was said it's not much, but you want to know something? It's not the monetary dollars. It's, it's the thought the that thought, counts. Well, but the okay. I want to explain the thought. The thought is is that Zachary was like sitting, listening to the show, and then at some point he's like, you know what? I got five extra bucks. I'm totally gonna give it to them. And then he logged on to his phone or whatever he was already listening to, and went and got his little debit card out and put it on through PayPal and just pressed his amount and send. And then that thought in his head came to us as cash and that cash wow. so he's to, like an alchemist yeah so that cash helped us to pay for the way that you guys listen to us or the t-shirt that you're rocking if you bought a no simple road uh t-shirt or anything like aaron just said that we use like it's literally going to the show at this point so zach it wasn't a little thing you bought us our cup of coffee that we sat out here and interviewed the greyhounds with uh you know this morning Greyhound. Well, I said the. I had to say the. Interviewed greyhounds. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Don't because they'll search the and then they'll end up with some Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino theme music. You guys know what I meant. I'm just saying, Zachary. (laughs) Don't ever think it was a small thing. I don't think it was small at all. I love it, and that's the end of it. Zachary said he he sent a note along with his. PayPal gift and he said not much at all but I figured I would share some cash there will be more to come in the future but I love what you guys are doing and right back at you man thank you for helping us out thank you for transmuting thought into ones and zeros and sending it to us and we're manifesting it as coffee and American spirits and stuff so thank you brother (laughs) yeah so that's our business stuff you know um Reviews on iTunes, Instagram, follow us on YouTube, check out the newsletter, write in or text in or talk in to the voicemail, Amazon links, stickers and shirts, Patreon, all that cool stuff is part of this No Simple Road train that's happening. And you guys have been amazing with your feedback and we love you. And yeah, so anybody else have anything to say before we start this amazing interview with these two really cool individuals? Enjoy the interview, guys. Yep, enjoy and listen to these guys. They're amazing. So without further ado, we give you Greyhounds. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. I wish there was more stuff to find out about you guys, but I guess that's what <laughs> that's this what we're doing here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So welcome to No Simple Road, guys. It's a huge honor to have you on the show, man. Um, it's a it's a really trippy thing for us, man. Like we're a group of music fans living in Portland, Oregon, that just started a podcast, and now we're getting to talk to people like you, and it's it's a total trip for us. <laughs> Yeah, cool, man. So, Melanie said that, you know, she said, uh, I wish there was more stuff that we could find out about you guys. And one of the things that that I 
dug into about you guys and am super interested about is the whole junkyard thing. The junkyard thing? Yeah. So the junkyard (laughs) sound? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I guess. uh, Yeah, it's, I guess, janky junkyard. (laughs) Janky. That's a good word, janky. Janky. I like that. Like, what's what's the attraction of using, like, older equipment and stuff that other people wouldn't pick up? Um, well, frankly, uh, you know, it's kind of come about out of necessity, you know, because, you know, we're working on a, a low budget, uh, you know, particularly in our, our you know earlier years. And so we just accumulated a lot of, you know, cheap gear that, you know, other people just didn't gravitate to. And, uh, you know, that stuff comes with its own kind of character. And and uh, we like that. We like that character, you know. It's like we made it work for us over the years. Yeah. I mean, it, it really does come through in the music, man. Like, there's a definite personality to Greyhounds that I haven't heard anywhere else. That's for sure. Well, appreciate that. You, yeah. yeah, man. So what are the... Andrew, so like for you growing up, I mean, is this something that you always saw yourself doing or, or what did you just happen into it? Uh, well, I've always been into music and then, uh, slowly just gravitated towards, uh, you know, performing, I guess, or playing live on stage just cause that's where it, the, the music, you know, took us or whatever it took me you know like just uh just uh been playing since i was like live since i was 15 14 Whoa. playing shows and and uh just it's just kind of always been a part of what i do and uh yeah <laughs> yeah i, mean, I, I want to work a little bit more backwards i'd like to like who are you cool guys that got together and you know like forget about them i guess maybe less formal like um anthony and andrew like like how did you guys like get together like who are you in each other's life right now like that's kind of like what i want to hear you guys are have a great sound and all that stuff but like who are you guys yeah well you know this is andrew i'm i'm originally from east texas and uh I moved out to Los Angeles to play music and put an ad in the paper. Uh, and this was in like 99 and, uh, and met Anthony. He answered my ad and played over the phone. And then basically we've been playing and writing music together since then. Um, we toured for a while and then we jumped in with uh, JJ Gray and Mofro and toured with them for almost eight years and um you know just uh then we decided to get back out and 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 hit it so that's what we've been doing for the past couple of years just uh recording and yeah we also have a studio in austin called buds that we do a lot of work with other artists too writing with them helping kind of figure out what they need because we've been doing this for so long we kind of know we don't know all the answers but we know a, a few and uh, we try to bestow that upon like um, up and coming 
and you know heritage musicians or whatever you know everybody's welcome so um but that sounds that's like a partnership yeah no we've been working together for almost 20 years so the writing touring producing i mean anything that involves music you know we we we've kind of we're we're, we're into it <laughs> so uh, th- this is Apple. I'm also on the podcast here. Uh, la- last night, I I had a, I had a few drinks and was listening to your guys's <laughs> library for, for probably about eight hours, and I, I really, really was drawn to Accumulator. And you guys, like you're saying, the partnership. It's just you guys have such a depth of obviously influence. I mean, I was hearing like Jimi Hendrix, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Allman Brothers. Your guys' voices, too, are amazing. You're, like, such a contrast when you go from one song to the other. I'm just, I'm wondering what, like, your influences are because I hear so much from both of you in totally different styles. Yeah, I'll let Farrell answer that one. (laughs) Well, you know, um, growing up, you know, fortunately for me, my folks had a really good record collection. You know, they listened to a lot of, you know, Parliament Funkadelic to, you know, King Sunny Day to, you know, old blues stuff, you know, just all kinds of stuff. And and so I definitely was exposed to a wide range of music from a young age. And, um, you know, I just yeah, I I just learned I learned from an early age that that there's there's no bad style of music. You know, there's a there's a good example of, of every genre you know, yeah. you gotta find it, you know, and, and find what speaks to you. So, you know, just uh, got to keep an open mind. And, and that's I think that a big part of what informs our sound is that, you know, we, we are very open, you know, to, to whatever it is, as long as we can. We feel like that sincerity and the, the, the intention behind it. You know, that's yeah. that's what speaks to us. And I think that's what speaks to most people. It's like, you know. Yeah, that's cool. Like, you don't put yourselves in a box, you know? Like, you're not a whatever, whatever band. It's just... Yeah, and we're not a jam band. We're uh, not a blues band. We're not a whatever. I love that. Yeah. Well, you know, why why limit yourself? It's just like, you exactly. know... Exactly. You, you, you got all these clothes in your closet, you know? You can, you can wear whatever outfit you feel like wearing that day. It doesn't matter, you know? You don't have to, like, fit in any kind of style or whatever. It's just express whatever you're feeling you know so so can i ask um like about your parents like what were they like musicians or what were they like because it sounds like they really exposed you to just a lot of diversity in in not just music but in thinking and and how to be so what kind of um what kind of people were they in your life as far as like you know uh how you know growing up well um yeah you know uh my my folks met in Oakland, California, um, in the seventies. And, uh, you know, uh, that was always a a cultural, you know, melting pot. And, um, I think that, that, you know, my, my mom's an educator and, uh, she always, you know, tried to, well, it's funny, actually everybody in the band right now, uh, our, our mothers are teachers. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. not by accident. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's like I think we, we all were kind of taught to just, 
you know, see see things from from more than just a, a narrow perspective, you know, because you got to consider a lot of things, you know, and and uh, you know, my 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 folks are, are big appreciators of music and other things, and and so definitely I count myself lucky, you know, uh, to to have been exposed to to that kind of stuff, you know. It is. It's a blessing to have that music out there. Yeah. Um, such a diverse, open-minded way of, of playing and thinking, and you're pumping that out. And so, I, you know, thank you for that, because you listen to some of those songs when you're playing, and it's like, just kind of like sends shivers up your spine in a, such a, like, yeah, familiar, a, cool way. It's amazing what you guys touch on. Last night, I have a couple of your songs. I can't, I can't uh, recall the names right now, but bring like one song almost brings me to tears kind of like a Marvin Gaye kind of feel a little bit of political a little bit of this and stuff and it says and then the next song like like late late night slice is just more fun and silly and hot sauce oh my god hot sauce (laughs) I listened to that several times last night and you guys I mean it's just amazing how you guys cover so many kinds of music well yeah it's like he's talking about you know those clothes in the closet and you you said we just kind of glossed over it, but like you said, this all happened from putting an ad in the newspaper, man. Like, <laughs> if you think about that, like I know how I see that, but how do you how do you feel about that? Like you've come, you know, you said twenty years down the road now, you have the uh, opportunity of perspective and hindsight. Do you feel like that was the universe putting something together, or did you just take something and make it work? I think I think it was a little bit of both, you know. Um, I feel like it was very serendipitous for sure, and and so many, you know, things, fate or or coincidence, whatever you want to call it, you know. It's just it's like keeps on affirming that we're kind of on a, a the the quote unquote right path, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. It's just it's just funny how one incident like that can change the whole trajectory of your life right and and you know but just in keeping with the whole theme of what we were we've been talking about is just being open to that and not you know shying away from from new experiences you know it's like i mean yeah looking in the like i i just got out of high school and a friend told me like hey you know uh I grew up playing piano in my house, so he, he he was like, "Man, you should get out and play with some people." So he suggested looking in the L.A. Weekly, and seriously, the first ad, the first ad I called was Andrew's ad. Wow! <laughs> and, what was, uh, what did the ad say? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's a trip, man. You know. Yeah, I think it said uh, looking for. Funk, soul, blues, keyboardist, or something like that. I don't know, like, because there's before Craigslist and all that, so you had to go down and put a thing in LA Weekly. You know, that's how you you found. That's how people got together to start up bands. You know, and yeah. projects. So. Do, do you guys like in listening to your sound and and the progression of the music, like? Like Apple was saying, one song can be super serious and a little bit political, and and the next one is about buying my hot sauce and getting a getting a slice. You know, um, 
is is that a representation of who you guys are as people, personality wise? One of you more serious than the other, or no? Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, we, but we we take turns too. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you have to. Like, yeah. So so you know, I mean, we both got our, our silly side, and and we both have our more serious kind of side, and and it's just uh, you know, just a, but but allowing ourselves to. You know, like, it's okay. You know, we haven't... Because that's the thing, man. It's really easy to paint yourself into a corner and be like, we're this kind of band. Yeah. And, you know, that that works for some people, but not for us, you know. Well, that's one of, one of the beautiful things about the way the world is right now and the, the thing with technology and having the internet and all that is that the lines have kind of come down between groups in a lot of ways as far as influence is concerned we're all exposed to so much out there we see so much and it it, it's hard to at least for me and the people i know it's hard to call yourself one thing and i can imagine as a musician it being like that too like with all that that's out there what are what are some of the things that like i don't know man like drive you to keep making new stuff what's what's your inspirations what are the things that you reach to personally um well for me it's just it's like it's just a part of life for me and uh i write music all the time i write at least one song a week part of the song group and just it's just a that's just a part of I'm, I'm constantly inspired by different rhythms and beats and uh, and uh, sounds and different, you know, everything. I mean, there's there's music and everything, and um, and it's just a part of what I do, man. It's like I don't look at it as like a job. It's more of just how I'm wired. So, I mean, that's my answer. I don't know. Ferrell's might be a little different here. <laughs> uh, I mean, pretty much the same thing for me, man. I'm just compelled to make music. I've, I've been playing music since I was a little kid. And uh, it's one of the few things that really just, you know, I can escape in it. And I can also, you know, focus on it and say something, you know, get, get whatever I'm feeling out. And it's just cathartic and, and escapist and, and all these different things for me. And, um, yeah, as long, as long as I can, you know, find that in it, then I'm going to keep doing it. I, I can't ever imagine, you know, not making music. So what's the cool thing about how you guys, um, the, the gentleman-like appearance, I really love that. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, is that like if you guys right now, if like we were seeing you guys right now, would you be dressed like that? Because it looks like it's very you. It doesn't seem like a put on. Well, it's funny. We're when we're not in that, we're in jumpsuits. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so oh my actually, gosh. Right in the, we're all in gray jumpsuits that we wear with our name tags on it. That way, when we show up to the venue, everybody knows who we are. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the ultimate backstage pass. I fucking love it. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> So we wear those to basically keep our our nice clothing clean. We call them, right? Yeah, that shit's expensive, man. Yeah, we call them. Uh, 
We call them oh, load you guys outfits. are so cool. Thank you for this. And what a treat, man. What, so yeah. what do you guys want uh, what other people to know about what, what you guys are up to? Like, um, you're working so much. You said it's a part of your life. Like, so how do you incorporate? You said you're inspired all the time. Like, like, you know, as far as like maybe putting something out that other people would hear in a different form, like a talk. What would you like to put out? I, I didn't quite hear what you said. I'm sorry. Can you say repeat that? Oh, so yeah. So sorry. Um, I'm probably a little mumble mouth right now. I'm just saying, like, so now you guys are. We we've heard some heard some of your music and stuff. Like, as far as like an interview or or like people listening in like this way conversation. Like, what do you guys want to put out? Like, what's a some kind of a story or a lesson or something cool that you guys are doing or you know all the above. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's a pretty all-encompassing question. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, uh, what's the Greyhound right now? Yeah. yeah, like right now on you a guys Saturday, a quandary. you know. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, frankly, I mean, I, I think you know a, a big part of what we do and and just how we do our thing, and and I, I think that that's a lesson that people can learn in terms of just living life is being open to new experiences you know, and, and, uh, not closing yourself off from different ways of thinking people that are different from you. You know, I mean, a a theme that keeps on coming up for me anyways, is is definitely the the divisiveness that's taking place in the country right now, you know, whether it be ideological or racial or whatever, you know, it's like, I think at the base of it all, you know, we all are just, looking for the same thing, yeah, you know, acceptance. Yeah. and, and uh, it's really easy to lose sight of that when, you know, the emotions get involved, people get angry about, you know, or, or they think they're so right about one thing or whatever. Yeah. It's easy to, to, for that to obscure the fact that, Hey, you know, we're all just trying to, to live and, and, you know, take care of ourselves and our families and, you know, enjoy what, life has to offer while we can, you know, and, um, try to apply to, to, to whatever you do, you know? Yeah. Like that's always Uh, a part of what you do. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, and we got a new record coming out April 13th. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. Very much anticipating that. that. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Hey, yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I forget that we are talking supposed to talk about music a little bit. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah, we were just being silly. Our, that That's what for, I love. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was for the manager. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it, man. Literally, it's interesting. Let's talk about it. Yeah, man. Oh, the record? Yeah. Oh, yeah. sweet. Yeah, no, it's uh, we did it... Um, all at Sam Phillips studio and, uh, in Memphis, Tennessee did the whole record and basically the whole record in three days. Uh, we did it all on eight track, one inch tape, all live the tape and, uh, just how they would do it back in the day in that studio. Yeah. I mean, that's old school. Uh, yeah. It's, um, our buddy, Matt Ross Spang, Matt Ross Spang, he engineered it. He's running that place right now. I'm bringing in a lot of great acts. he Get, getting like Margot Price, Jason Isabel, all these different acts, and uh, and uh, we he had been hollered at us for a few years to come in there and record, and 
So we picked a handful of tunes out of the catalog that we knew we could knock out and uh, ended up recording 13 and there's 10 on the tra- on the album. We, we shaved off three. But um, but yeah, was, um, we're, real, we're real excited about getting that out. And um, How'd you and, guys decide on the songs that you chose? Like those three, like you, you started out with that, that certain amount and then those three ended up leaving so how did you guys was it just because it was too long or it wasn't right well yeah part of it was a a combination of those tunes not being what flowing with the record and then on top of that too yeah it wouldn't fit on vinyl so (laughs) do you do you feel like there's a overarching like message to the album or is it just like little vignettes or stories that are being told yeah, there are a lot of stories over time. You know, there were songs that Farrell and I've written over the you know the course of our tenure together, and uh, it um, it's they they range everywhere from you know some of the first tunes we ever wrote to like tunes we wrote on the way to the gig. You know, kind <laughs> oh, of wow. thing. That's cool. But it it's it there's no real all encompassing story of the record other than the fact that I think. A lot of it, we wanted to prove that we could go and do that. You know, we did it in the middle of a tour. Um, it was just so, just everything flowed right. It was super organic. It like just kind of, it all, everything happened in such a nice way. And we got a lot of great friends of ours on the record that live in Memphis. And uh, they came in and did some overdubs, like Art Edmondson on saxophone. He used to play Greg Allman. And, oh, wow. And then uh, uh, Will Sexton, Amy LeVere. I mean, there's just a lot of incredible talent in Memphis. So we called everybody who was in town, had them come by, do something. Stomp, That's badass. You know, whatever. So you said it was three days. Is that like really quick or is that normal? Because no, that, I mean, badass. yeah, I was going to, that seems like such a short amount of time to just put put out a bomb album. Yeah. It's well that's how they that's how you used to have to do it, you know, there's no computer. Okay. You kinda had to go in and commit and move through it and um and just in the moment, you know, and catch that in the moment stuff that is the good stuff to yeah. me. And that's uh, lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. that that's what we did and um it's similar to how we did a lot of of our early recordings too and and we just wanted to you know it just was nice to go in record 13 songs in one day overdub the second day and then mix down the third day wow. you know just like it was and then we're done you know and uh but we'll spend a lot more time on the next one probably <laughs> <laughs> we'll get, but we wanted to prove that we could not do that that we could do that you know too yeah. we we had that in us and so it was it was a great experience, um, just getting to be in that building and and work with Matt and get to use all the weird echo chambers in there and all the strange stuff they have. I mean, there's so many ghosts in that building; it's crazy. Did you feel it? Yeah. Did you feel that? Stuff? Oh, dude, totally. When you roll in there, that energy hits you, man. It's heavy. It's like Cuba, man. It's like you go back in a time warp. Oh, you know? wow. So did yeah. hey? Did that have an influence on on when yeah, you guys were playing? Yeah. What's that? The like that eerie feeling, you know, like the the ghosts or that just that energy that you were just saying, like the history. Did that like come into play during the album? Absolutely, and you know what that that I think 
any record that you hear, any studio you, that you go and record in, you know, that's a big part of the sound, you know, that people don't realize is that, you know, that atmosphere that, you know, everybody's feeling, that that contributes so much to a record in, in this intangible way, but it's a big part of, of every record you hear. You're right. You know? I've never even... What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. I've been thought of the studio having an effect on the product. Well, That's, if, if you yeah. th- if you think about it, like we're we're the way this started. Like I started talking about my experience with the Grateful Dead because we're all huge Deadheads in this house. And like, if you think about what they did with their recording and allowing people to record shows the different venues have different sounds and then those places had effects on the way the music came out so i can't even imagine being in a place with that like that kind of history what what would seep into the recording you know oh yeah it's just like you know if you're painting on on wood or if you're painting on a canvas or something like that it's like that's as much a part of the painting as the the strokes you're painting you know and i i, I that's you know, the only comparison that jumped yeah. to mind now, but yeah, you know, that that's kind of what I liken it to. Yeah. What, what is like, I heard you say like, I, there's, there's sound everywhere and, and that you're like compelled to make the music. And what is the, the process for you? Like, cause I know like I, I draw and I, I play a little music and I, I do other stuff creatively and, it's like a, a birthing process for me, you know, like it, it comes out. What's your, what's the process for you when you're writing a song? Well, is there one? Um, it, it, it's, it's different every time, you know, um, it can come from a beat and come from a, a phrase that you hear somebody say, you know, just the other day I'm, I'm at the hotel and, um, you know, we, we go down to the continental breakfast and I heard this beep on the waffle machine. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, we got to put that in a song. There's something about that beep and the way it's kind of oscillating. I don't know. It's kind of weird. But, you know, it's just it, it, it's everywhere, man. I mean, you know, even the absence of sound, it just it, you just you just never know when that inspiration is going to be strike or going to strike. But, um, you know, it's just a matter of being open and ready to you know, listen or, or, you know, uh, just being ready, like, you know, just being open to when those, those things happen, you, you can, you know, write it down or somehow, you know, catch it. Yeah. Somehow. So, okay. Did you write that beep down on like a pad of paper or something like, you know, like, how do you remember that? Cause in the moment the you're, you're feeling, yeah, the, yeah, the waffle maker. Sorry. But oh, yeah, no, like, I, it, I recorded, I recorded the sound with my phone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right on. Okay. Yeah. Use what um, you got so, when you got it. 
Yeah, so you know, uh, keep keeping keep an ear out for that beep. You'll you, you know, on upcoming albums. <laughs> we will. <laughs> name of the song. Name of the song is Waffle House. <laughs> so awesome. what's the, guys? What is the name of the album? Is that a secret? Uh oh yeah totally no <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't leak it guys okay no, no. don't worry we'll we'll beep it out <laughs> yeah. yeah no it's um it's called Cheyenne Valley Drive Cheyenne Valley Drive <laughs> all right so it, now I got to ask the next question how do we get there <laughs> to Cheyenne Valley Drive yeah just how, call just call Ed Miles all right. <laughs> I love it. How how did how did you come up with the name, man? Um, well, yeah, I'll let Farrell explain that one. <laughs> you know, um, we <laughs> we were on our way to the the studio in Memphis. We were about to to, to drive there, and uh, we were picking up Ed from his house, and he happens to live on Cheyenne Valley Drive, and uh, we wrote a we wrote a song about it. Uh, Interestingly, it's not on the record, but, um, you know, we were singing it the whole time, you know, and uh, you're like, it's got a nice ring to it. Why don't we just, that's that's what we'll call the record. Wow. (laughs) You know, um, when you like work with somebody, especially like your creative self, which you guys are always in that mode. So like you're just like being creative all the time. But like that also makes you have to be like a certain amount of vulnerable to the whoever you're being creative with. Like, is that ever a thing for you guys? Like, do you ever consider that like a uh, the vulnerability aspect of creating with somebody so intimately all the time? Yeah, well, that's um that's a part of relationships in any kind of relationship yeah. you put yourself out there you know you you express yourself and you 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 know there there's always a little bit of fear there's always a little bit of um you know you got to be honest yeah and just put it out there and and you know any any kind of art it's like you put it out there and you hope people will like it but there's no guarantee and you know that's just you you just can't be afraid you can't let that stop you from from doing what you want to do and and saying what you want to say and um, if people can get with it then awesome and if they can't you know you might get your feelings hurt but you can't let that stop you from doing what you want to do you know you got to keep on keeping on yeah so that still happens you still get your feelings hurt if people say stuff well, you know, I mean, you also got to develop a thick skin as an artist. You know, <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, hey, you can't please everybody all the time. And uh, hopefully, you know, the people that that get it and it does something for them, they'll gravitate towards that. And the people that don't, well, then they'll they'll find something else that speaks to them, you know. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So this might seem like an off the wall question, but like. Okay, then I have an off the wall one next. All right, cool. <laughs> off the wall is cool. Um, yeah. The Apple and I were listening last night to some of your earlier stuff, and man, there's a definite like psychedelic bent to that music. And then yeah. as you guys progressed, it's not gone, but it's more refined. Is that is that psychedelic world part of your guys's life, or 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 no? Uh, absolutely, yeah. In, in my life, yeah, you know, hell yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's a big part of it. It's all about like just it's it's like getting weird. Fuck yeah. You know, but <laughs> you know, just so people generally can relax and realize oh these 
these guys are getting out so I can get out, you know, and like, it's okay. You know, like if I want to go do cartwheels around on the dance floor or whatever, <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Or just, we, yeah. we in the show too, we have, a, we have like, um, these, uh, these wheels, these oil wheels we spin to, and like we we try to, you know, we're definitely into the psychedelia aspect of things. That's for damn sure. <laughs> well, that, that's right a good on. segue to my question. I was really enjoying watching uh, you guys, like most bands nowadays, when you guys play live, the improvisation and stuff, and the one. The new album, I noticed there's a song on it called Space Song. And then you have several videos where you have like an astronaut on stage, which is awesome. The guy's just like slow motion kind of behind you as you're playing. I'm yeah. just wondering if there's what's the connection with the astronaut and the spaceman thing? Um, well, Space Song we wrote years ago. Um, and uh, it was just a song about you're on the last spaceship leaving planet Earth. Because um, okay. everybody has to take off. That's basically what the song's about, and um, and but as far as the spaceman is concerned, the astronaut, the spaceman, he he um, he's a mystery man. He shows up to random gigs. You never know when he's gonna be there for <laughs> oh, real. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, and I think there's a few spacemen all over the country <laughs> randomly that show up, but. Um, but it's a special time when if he if he comes into the scene, it's gonna it's gonna get down. The so. space man only shows up when the trip is especially good. That's right. <laughs> wow. If it, if it's uh, if his uh, spaceship's working and the thrusters are on full, yeah, he'll make. So, <laughs> but it looks like fun. I told Aaron. I so I was like, dude, I want to get an astronaut outfit and start going to shows. So you got a you got like a spaceman that. in Portland. Just, it sounds like slow yeah, motion walking through dude, the floor. Yeah, there you go. You nailed it. I'm with it. You're the new Portland spaceman. <laughs> <laughs> so you're talking. We were talking a minute ago about like ghosts in in the wood and in the places where you guys play and all that. Like, was it Liberty Hall that you recorded in or? Did you, were you playing there? What was the deal there? Liberty Hall? Yeah. As far as the album Liberty? Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, that's way back. Yeah. Um, no, Liberty is the name of a theater in Tyler, Texas, where I grew up. That's where we wrote the record. Um, and, in fact, that's actually where we wrote Space Song, too, was wow. in that theater. So... Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, Liberty's an old, old abandoned theater in downtown Tyler, Texas. <laughs> and our, our friend Jake, he passed away, but he owned that place and he let us uh, set up in there and basically write, uh, uh, just write all the tunes for that for that record. And I think that was like in '01 or '02 or oh, something. Wow. It's been a while, yeah, when we did that. So, but that's Liberty. Um, that goes way back. Some something too, like I've obviously I've never recorded an album, and you know, being a, a music geek, like you always hear like this guy produced this album, and so and so produced that album, and it you know it changed the way the album was done or whatever. Like you guys worked with Stanton Moore and and Robert Mercurio from Galactic and all that. Like when you work with other people that are producing your stuff, well. What does that do? Like, what does the producer do for you guys that can change what you're doing? 
Uh, well, you know, the producer is such a loose term, you know. I mean, I look at it like this. You know, you know, when you're in the room by yourself or, or with a friend and then somebody else walks in the room and then the vibe changes and, you know, perhaps the conversation that you have changes, you know, and then another person comes in there, you know, and then it changes it again. Well, you know, I feel like in, in, in at least from my point of view, I feel like a, a producer is just basically, you know, someone that you invite to, you know, be a part of the whole experience and they inform, you know, a lot of what happens because oh. if they weren't there, it would take it would be something totally different, you know. Um, and that experience in particular, working with uh, Robert Mercurio and and uh, Stanton, you know, that that was great. You know, at that point in our career, we were you know relatively, um, you know, unexperienced, and uh, they really, you know, fortunately for us, though. You know, coming into that session, we had the songs all written pretty much already. Right. So, you know, they just helped us, you know, uh, navigate the experience of working in a studio and getting really good sounds and uh, just, you know, making the best use of the short time that we have to make that record, you know, and uh, we're still good friends to this day. Really, really appreciate them, you know, helping us out with that that yeah. record. But um yeah man yeah that and we also still work with them today um we 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 do a lot of helping with them like right now we're kind of working with them on some of their new tunes for the new record and and uh which may or may not make it who knows but anyway point is is we've always worked together um in some form or fashion since then and it was crazy too because we also met ani defranco on that session too which is super random she ended up singing on a song on that record and um yeah it was um it was pretty heavy you know being in new orleans and just but uh but that definitely that was a big help in the beginning um and um yeah so that's kind of yeah uh, question there, man, because I personally, I, you know, we're, we're kind of new to listening to your music. I can't get enough of you guys. Is there any access to those earlier records you had with Luther Records? Um, yeah, probably like the Amazon used bin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll check it out, man. I got to hear that stuff, too. Yeah, I had some somebody um, we might I, I'm at some point we'll probably end up repressing a lot of that stuff um but uh but it's uh it it uh, it just people i've had some people find it yeah on amazon and the used area or like in an old record shop they're like man i saw one of your cds and like hastings or wherever i don't know but yeah okay <laughs> From a long time ago well i got a task then i need to hunt those down yep. and find them <laughs> Or in the Goodwill, you know, yeah. somewhere. <laughs> Wherever they have used CDs, oh. it's probably somewhere there. I say there's a lot of those stores up here in Portland, so I got a task at hand now. There you go. <laughs> All right, now. So speaking of Portland, when are you guys making your way to Portland? Oh, soon, soon, soon. That's one of our favorite places, oh, yeah, man. We love, love playing up there. We got really good friends up there. Um, Steve Berlin's a good buddy of ours, lives up there. He plays with Los Lobos and um, oh, wow. just a lot of incredible musicians up there. 
So I can't wait to see you guys, I, man. I got excited this morning. I showed Aaron. I was like, "Look, dude, we can go see him in May." And then I looked, and it was, "Oh, they last, played the I was White like, Eagle Yeah, if we got a time year. machine, we can go back and see him <laughs> last year. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll be up there probably. I'm thinking like uh, definitely in the next. It's like couple, in a couple months. We're supposed to come up there and do a run. I think about June. Yeah, oh, June-ish yeah. or somewhere. We, we definitely will at least come through there probably two times this year, I'm thinking. Awesome. So. Right yeah, I saw you guys were coming to Boise at one point and then down to Arizona. Yeah, we got to go out in the desert, man, do that thing for a second. But then we'll run up there to the Pacific Northwest as soon as we can. <laughs> so are you, guys, are you guys single or you got families? Uh, are we... Did you say are we single? Yeah, are you single guys, or do you do you have wives and families and all that? Oh yeah, but yeah, we're both married. Yeah, we're both married. So, well, how, what, what are you thinking, man? Uh, well, I just that was I, a weird question. Well, no, yeah, I just want to know if you want to go out to dinner when you get up to Portland, brother. That's all, you know. Yeah, I got I got your number, dude. Sweet, I'm looking forward to it. Now, what I'm what I'm wondering is like. How how do they handle like you guys traveling around all the time and doing your thing? Like, what's that like? That's got to be tough. Uh, well, yeah, it's tough on it's tough on both of us yeah. on everybody. Um, but but the thing is, is that getting into the relationship, at least in my case, um, it, she I met her in an airport, so. <laughs> You know, she was on her way somewhere. I was on my way somewhere, and it's always been like that. And she knew, you know, it's kind of like she knew what she's getting into, getting involved with a musician. So that's just it's just part of the territory. But but uh, the ladies are very professional, awesome, solid ladies, and we're very lucky. They're very supportive. That's rad. That that um, makes all yeah. the difference when you're doing something that's hard and creative and you're putting yourself out there to have somebody behind you that's got your back. It makes all the difference in the world, man. Yeah, yeah, it does. But totally. uh, no kids, no kids that we know of. So. <laughs> yeah, you, you never know. So you guys, you guys are living in Austin right now? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so what's the best thing about living in Austin, Texas? Best thing about living in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Um, the music, uh, the musicians, the food. I mean, <laughs> the, culture, uh, the culture. I mean, there's I, I think a big, I, I think the, the big thing for me is just yeah, the community. You know, it's like the 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 culinary arts, the visual arts, you know, audio arts. Everybody's very supportive of each other, and it's a very tight knit community of people, and. Um, you know, and, and that that's it. Just makes it a lot easier. It's not like competitive. It's more like supportive. You know. Oh, that's cool. Like a like a like a family. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, I've, I've heard similar things about Portland. I think that's Big, one of the reasons Portland really appeals to us so much. Yeah, Port. There's a de- there's something special here too, man. I mean, if it, you know, every city has its own little flavor, and yeah. what's coming out of Austin is is amazingly beautiful, man. And when when we got up here to Portland, we were blown away at how how different it was. I mean, we moved from Las Vegas, so it was a it's a big it was culture shock here. for us, you know, to to see people that actually loved each other and cared about each other and the way the community is. It's it's crazy. Yeah, man. Well, fuck, guys. I I really appreciate you taking the time out with us. It's it's 
amazing oh, to hear this story. Our pleasure. Thank you guys yeah. for, you know, what you do. Well, thank yeah. you, brother. When you come up to Portland, we will be there for sure, standing in the in the audience, dancing and singing with you. Well, oh, um, yeah. yeah. At least definitely want to meet y'all. Yeah, <laughs> but I was going to say, what else do you guys need? want to plug? Or what else you guys want to say before we, we part ways? You're about yeah, your should. album or... Yeah, no, I. That's April thirteenth, and um, if you're in Austin, Texas, we'll be at the Continental Club that night. Um, but uh, we'll definitely be heading up that way, especially to Portland. Go, go get our Stomp Town fix. Right on. <laughs> yeah. When you when you do come up, man, let's let's try and hook up and get together. I'd love to fucking meet you guys and say hi. You bet, you bet, man. Yeah, just come. The, the best way to do it is it. You might not want to air this, but just come up. <laughs> just come up there, like you know, with uh, our space little, outfits little, on. You know, you, you, we're usually up there pretty early, loading in and getting sound check and doing our thing. So we're around, man. Come on by. Right on, man. Awesome. Hey, would it be cool if, uh, as we go out, I play one of your songs as we go out? Sure. Yeah. So, what do you want me to play? Well, we have the sneak pre- the sneak preview from the new album on iTunes is "No Other Woman" is the only one I've been able to hear so far, and looking forward to the rest. That, that sounds cool. Yeah, that's uh, sure. You jam on that one. All right, brother. <laughs> well, we'll see you in a couple months, man. Yeah, I really appreciate y'all. Thank Thanks, you. Guys. You too, man. So Thank you, man. You guys have a fucking beautiful day. On what you do and keep doing what you do, man. I can't, like I said, I can't get enough of you guys. You guys are just killing it. It's it's great to have you on the show. Man, thank you. Yeah, I can't wait to meet y'all. <laughs> Be well, guys. We'll talk soon. All right. Later. Peace. Bye, guys. Back up to my side room.
This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. What does that mean? Osiris is a community of great music and culture podcasts. If you like this one, go check out others at osirispod.com and get in the loop. Osiris is partnered with Relics Magazine at relics.com. tell you about the April May 2023 issue of Relics magazine it features a Dave Matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com/dmb. Thanks Relics. Hello everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street.